This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The conditions on the Laguna were like, I cannot, we, we have to get out of the Laguna. We're about to get wet. And we took a couple of waves over the bow that, you know, they soaked us, but they weren't enough volume of water to sink us. I could probably rename this trip the trip of failed spots that always work for me also just i'm just i'm going to pause right now and say every marina needs to stock doritos dynamitos dude that whole trip gave me a new appreciation for uh, ice cream sandwiches we're going to talk about finding camps if you're curious about this process it's best if there's daylight are you starting to stretch so, in the middle of a podcast? I yeah. wasn't. I mean, you got to think. Reagan and I have already eaten through all of our little Slim Jims, and I mean, we're running on, we're running on salt water and like grass weed out of the marsh back here. I mean, who knew that redfish could play dead? It's one of those where you're sitting there and you're looking up at the stars, and about five minutes goes by, and then Cole or I look at each other and we're like, "Did they say they're going flounder gigging?" We're kind of the northern extent of where like I'm really comfortable and i really know and it's it's kind of that scene in lord of the rings where like if i take one more step it's the furthest i've ever been from home all right guys uh welcome to another episode of the skiff wonder podcast today i'm sitting down with um, some guys that I did a trip with. Uh, this is the Border to Bayou breakdown video. We got done with the whole trip. We'd spent so much time together and we smelled so bad that we couldn't stand being around each other any longer. So we all went our own ways and uh, got showered up. And this is actually the first time we've all been in a room together since that trip. Actually, this is the first time in a room together ever because we were outside the whole time. <laughs> we didn't even get to share a tent. Yeah, I mean, this is it. Our first indoor experience. <laughs> yep. So um, I've got Cole and Michael from Going Native, Here and then go. I've got Will and Reagan from Turtle Box. I'm honored you remember my name after. <laughs> you got it's a, been name, a few months. You got, you got a name tag on. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Knows <laughs> <laughs> how he forgot our names. <laughs> no name tag, no name. Dude, I'm right? under True. pressure. Um, <laughs> before we get started, I'll let you guys go ahead and just kind of introduce yourself and, you know, just the usual one fun fact so that everybody knows who's who. Uh, my name's Cole Rickerson. I'm faster than Michael. Wow. Just bringing the heat. My name's Michael, and I taught Cole how to run. My name's Will. I was on the trip. <laughs> My name's Reagan, and this was my first saltwater fly experience, period. And really? Can, and Ever. can still do a backflip. The first one I tried, though, I barely <laughs> made it, right? <laughs> that boat was kind of a marshmallow. It's like and, a, uh, a full-on faceplant in the video. <laughs> the the video does get it perfect. That's a good angle. Well done, Cole. So, um... We're sitting down. We're at the Turtle Box HQ. Um, we're getting ready for premiere number two. 
if you guys came out to Austin, we thank you so much for that. And everyone that came out to Houston, since this will come out after, we really appreciate all the support. Um, and also from you guys at Turtle Box and the guys at Duck Camp for helping make this trip happen. Um, so basically, we'll just start. I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, Cole hit me up, and we had wanted to do some kind of collaboration together. And I had seen Owen and some other guys do this trip. I think in 2019 they did it and i just ever since i saw they did it like i've been itching raring to go ready to go and so talking to cole i was like hey i've got a crazy idea um let's run some skips border to buy you and cole was like let's go yeah and mind you this is before we've ever met this yeah. is our first phone call together We're like yeah seven days on a 17 and a half foot boat oh, yeah that sounds about right it's a song more, <laughs> more yeah. yeah and then uh so we started planning out what we were going to do and we knew that we wanted a second skiff to come and i had seen the turtle box guys i'd seen you guys do the devil's river trip i said man if there's a couple guys that i know would be 100 percent down to go do something crazy it's these guys from turtle box so you know we talked to will and it got it all rearranged or arranged um and just then it was all just planning out logistics gotta thank my wife for driving me to and from boat ramps at other ends oh, of yeah. Texas. Oh yeah, she made it happen. And yeah. she met us in Louisiana and dropped us off in, in Mexico, basically. Basically Mexico. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of driving. Yeah. <laughs> she. Um. So. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, day one. Actually, not even day one. Like you guys showed up to the house unannounced. I walk outside and you're just sitting in the skiff. <laughs> <laughs> we call it our e-harmony moment that's when we met yeah decided eh, this might work <laughs> so we get down to, to south padre get the skiff in the water now one of the things is that we had going on was um will and reagan had obligations so they weren't going to meet us right off the gate and you know we had a fantastic plan that we had put together about where we were going to meet and when we were going to meet and uh as you'll hear as you keep listening most plans that one went right out the window almost immediately <laughs> um so we get the skiff in the water and we've got a little bit of time so we we go down into south bay and you know Carter, you want to talk about fishing south bay well as i mean i was the only one that caught a fish in south bay we're gonna go that direction no <laughs> after after um dubious amounts of instruction and and aid um, yeah, South Bay was super cool. I, I didn't even know, I mean, I didn't know that you could fish and see silhouettes of space rockets Yeah, in one place. Yeah, so that's that was pretty really cool. Yeah. yeah. And if, I mean, it genuinely feels like you're in, you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you're, you are super removed. It feels like you're on a, on a Caribbean trip. Yeah. So that was, that was really cool and exciting to get the boat in the water and to, for it to be a tangible reality yeah yeah that was a that was a big moment like you know we we get the skip in the water and it kind of hits you at that point of like this is home for the next week <laughs> and the only way we're getting uh, getting out of this boat is if we get it well i guess we could have got picked up somewhere else but <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that wasn't an option our whole plan was to um try and find a snook real quick and we managed to stumble across three but we weren't ready at all and then we finally made the decision like it was time to go north so i'd been watching the wind leading up to it and we'd had a you know pretty stiff south southeast wind so i knew that crossing the lower laguna was going to be tough um i didn't know how tough because i was going into a little bit of water that i didn't know at all and we start making our way up and we're kind of running the icw and I think we took two waves through the boat. Yeah, all the way, th oh, yeah. all the way through. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I was like, in my mind, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a long trip because this is day one, first big <laughs> run we're making. We're taking waves through the boat, and basically, like through my mind, was like, we got to get hug the coast. We got to get into shallower water where we're a little more protected." Um, so we we ended up we managed to get up the coast, get get up towards the coast get a little more protected and we uh 
decided finally we got to a place where we decided to do a little bit of fishing and cool yeah i mean we uh we come up on this flat and you know on onyx and stuff the flat looks it looks primo and great and peter's like yeah there's gonna there's gonna be water up there <laughs> and we we come up and you know we're coming out of this cut and peter's peter's on the polling platform and we just feel like the nose of the boat like hit sand and we're like maybe there's just a lip right there we gotta get over that lip get onto the flat and it'll be smooth sailing from there and so we're we have the wind in our backs and so we we kind of go past the point of return mm-hmm. and we you know we're pushing the boat dragging bottom and we get like 40 yards into the flat and we're like it's not getting deeper <laughs> and i think the video shows it well i mean we peter's up at the front and michael and i are just pushing the boat and he's up he's up there on redfish watch trying to find redfish as we push the boat uh not from the pulling platform yeah. and across the flat and honestly that was kind of a highlight of the trip for me it's just one of those memorable <laughs> memorable days peter the two mile push across the flat oh yeah absolutely that's those are the things that you remember and i don't know it's 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 pretty cool we were seeing redfish on that flat There's when we first got on it yeah, yeah we were seeing them we saw four or five reds and we even got shots at them but couldn't connect and so after i mean it took us what two hours to get off that flat and way too long way too long so we uh, run the boat up and at this point it's it's six or six o'clock or so mm-hmm. so we're trying to find a, an island to camp on for the night and find an awesome island peter, peter pulls up an island and find a nice beach and uh we set the tents up and we kind of all disperse in different directions and try to go catch some catch some fish and it was a uh, you was, found one. I did find one. We, yeah. we were able to put a redfish to hand for the first one of the trip. And I think the funniest part is so windy. I'm like 100 yards away, and they're they're kind of in the boat uh, just settling down. And I'm screaming at them. I'm like, I got a fish. Get the camera. Get the camera. And finally, I'm like, I just need to land it. And I I just hear Peter go, get, get the effing camera. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, finally, somebody heard. And yeah. And that's kind of where we're at. We got first fish to hand and kind of set the tone for the trip. Yeah, definitely. And then that first night, oh, man, that first night, I don't know what time it was, but I got woke up in the middle of the night to a deer <laughs> probably like 10 feet from my tent just blowing at me. And it scared the be- – I couldn't see anything. It's pitch dark. Yeah. Like, And they come, creep- they come creeping in on oh you, too. You, they, it sounds like somebody's tiptoeing into the camp. It was – I didn't like that. Especially like when you start hearing the coyotes howling on the same island you're camped on, you're like, "Are we about to have a deer get taken down in the middle yeah. of camp?" And, well, and we were sa- we were south enough to be, a, you know, a little bit concerned about the goings on of other living beings in the camp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that first night, uh, that kind of set the mood for camping. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is going to be every night. We're going to wake up to deer running through camp and coyotes howling everywhere." Um, but then, no, we got up day two. And day two was, we, day two we still weren't supposed to meet up with the Turtle Box guys. Day two we were supposed to just ease our way up the coast, fish a bunch that day, and we got started that morning. Yeah, day two we were meeting up. Was this took two? y'all four days to get started. Y'all started on a Saturday. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean y'all already down there? We're oh, meeting up. Yeah, you, like, oh, did, we, did we start we, we a day early? Yeah, y'all we packed for like three days. I mean, yeah. this, I mean, I get it. When I, I didn't have kids. I would do the same thing. But no, we met y'all on, on day two. And we were supposed to meet you in Port Mansfield. And, you know, we call you and say, hey, by the way, it's, you know, it's too blown out. We'll meet you somewhere in the intercoastal. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I'm like, all right, well, yeah, no problem. We'll find you. And so we, we launch y'all's day two and um anyway it's blowing 25 on is what it says on the app we get out there and i bet it's blowing 30 i mean it is yeah. dude i was sweating I, oh dude I was sweating for it you it was guys. actually it was day three no we had, we had camped two nights before no one night y'all were no, camped we, one we, night. we'd only camped one one so night we woke up after the first night yeah we had woke up out the first night and we were supposed to camp south of mansfield but we started fishing and we went into the cooler and we went Guys, we're out of water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say beer. No. Yeah. Water is kind of like life we're or like, death. So yeah, we, you need water. So we had to run up to Mansfield just to get water. 
and that's when like i was like the conditions on the laguna were like i cannot we we have to get out of the laguna and that's when we called you guys and we're like look we're running north we got to get this boat somewhere safe for the night this is where we'll kind of be uh if you guys don't feel comfortable running the laguna like we'll just meet you we'll find you somewhere along the coast yeah it's a small coast so yeah well you didn't it. tell me you didn't have signal was the problem yeah so. we, didn't, we did not have cell service well yeah. we can't well because remember we can't cold cut his fish and then we ran we ran exactly and then we ran past mansfield yeah got into the cut i caught my fish that was still just us yeah and we camped that night right and so that's what I was saying. Oh, it was, it day was, three. It was is when day we three. It was originally going to be day two, but it was it was day three for us because we started a day early. So we were already past the meetup point and without sail signal. And just like, and we're just like in the middle of the bay system. Like, I hope they find us. <laughs> like, it was yeah. kind of a prayer. I mean, we had made it up into oh, the was, land cut. But I was praying anyway. So we get <laughs> we get in the bay and. Reagan and I have done a lot of adventures. He's kind of my adventure buddy, and we've got lots of them. We pulled out of that immediately into the into the bay, and we looked at each other, and we just we didn't even have to say anything. We were both like, "Oh shit, here we go. This is, we're in another one." Yeah, it was awesome. The uh, I guess in that bay, the the water is shallow enough, and the bay is wide enough that the waves get really close together, uh, and we took a couple of waves over the bow that you know they soaked us but they weren't enough volume of water to sink us but we were bailing you were bailing out of the back weren't you son you're bailing i stayed in the boat i didn't jump out of the boat no but you he were had bailing a, he had a trucker boat. hat yeah, yeah not bailing out no we we don't well, bail out what yeah, let's let everybody know we don't yeah. we don't bail out but we were bailing water out of the out of the boat water that first day in the boat about 15 minutes in, I mean, it was it was getting. It was on, yeah. We were loving it. Peter doesn't have his cell phone, so we're like, I was Wait, I, so, like, so I've like I've I haven't fished the I haven't fished that far south, and I know up further north, like I have a cell phone signal, so I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, I'll probably have a signal there, and then like as soon as we get into the into the land cut, I'm like, oh, well, this will be interesting. I was like, maybe they have a, <laughs> you know, they probably don't have a VHF radio. Yeah, so we're just starting off, we're taking water in. And can't get a hold of Peter. Like, yeah, we'll just find, you know, we'll just find each other. What's well, I mean, we're in the middle of nowhere. There's nowhere we're going to find each other. But so we're just like, hey, worst case scenario, it'll just be me and Reagan. We'll we'll make it back to Houston. We got <laughs> we and to get her in that boat we had, to make it to Florida. Yeah. So we we were good to go. We had enough gear, not enough food. We basically made the decision that usually we stock up on food like crazy. This this one was like. Hey, we either f- catch fish or die. So we're like, <laughs> I mean, we're not going to die out of no food in four days, but we were basically like, we're catching fish. That's what we're going to eat. And <laughs> it was a great, I mean, it was great. In theory, it was a, it was a fantastic idea. Oh, it was, there is a great idea. Yeah. Peter, Michael, and Cole had maybe 36 bags of Mountain House ready for, you know, several days of being lost and having no fish. We didn't have enough Will pop tarts, though. That's true. true. Will and I brought, you know, two links of sausage and some crackers, and that was all we needed. Well, and and fajitas for night one. One night, one one night of one night of dining like kings, and then y'all's expectation was probably that we were going to have fresh fish. My expectation was we were fishing from Mexico to Houston. Like we're going to catch some fish, at least at least one a day. You think when you get the fish in hand that. Once it's in hand, there's no way it gets away, right? Yeah, if you get the fish in the boat, <laughs> there's no way. Like, it's hard to get it back Some... out of the boat. I Should mean, we just dig into this now? Like, I mean, my no, no, I want to hear. I want to like hear. day four. Yeah, it's like yeah, day we can't skip okay. to day four. So we start just. So basically, like, I, I don't have a cell phone signal, so we just start pulling the intercoastal, and we were seeing a bunch of black drum. Uh, we got stared down. We got stared down by a bull who I thought was going to try to fight us. Um, but he got scared off. On an unnamed ranch. That's a bull yeah. cow, not a bull red. For yeah, bull cow. Years. Yeah. Um, and you guys showed up. You were fine. We found you. Yeah, I was. I the whole time though, I was sitting there like, like I know what I can handle with my skiff and my experience on the water, and I'm like, I like having not met you guys ever and not knowing what your background is i'm like this might be a little more than these guys signed up for so like as soon as i saw that skiff run up the land cut i was just like oh 
Thank goodness. It was genuine it relief. I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> genuine relief. Like at that point, we weren't expecting to see y'all because it was later in the day, and there you were. We've been in hairier spots, but not not that many. <laughs> not that many. That's right. <laughs> No, so we start, uh, we, we all get together and we start running up to where we're going to camp for night two. And uh, we get camp set up and it's still a good bit of daylight. And so we, you know, we set off to go do some fishing. Well, do you want to talk at all about that? We were, we met up with high fives. You yeah. know, here's the turtle box guys that you guys have been talking about that I hadn't, I hadn't met yet. And then we hit the, we were going to go fish that grass flat. Oh yeah, so we were gonna go fish. We were gonna go fish one of my well, like a spot that I really like, and this I could probably rename this trip the trip of failed spots that always work for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we pull up. We pull up to like this flat that I absolutely love, and it's got four inches of water on it, no grass, and as far as I can see, like there's birds with like their kneecaps out of the water, and I'm like, all right, well, so this was my plan. And uh, didn't really think about having a plan B because this plan normally works this time of year. Yeah. And so we. Um, well, you're. I mean, I. I didn't. I'd never been there, obviously, so I wasn't sure. But the look on your face was like because I, I didn't know any different. But when you saw it, I mean, I could tell you were super upset. Yeah. So that flat normally is like. And I'm so bad at judging land area. I would say like it's normally like 100, 200 acres of just pure, untouched, beautiful turtle grass. As far as you can see, I mean, you, I mean, it's normally like a like a three, four mile pole across it, and you commit to it and you go across it. And I guess the water just had dropped out so far during the during the winter that um, that it had burned all the grass off the flat. Um, and I haven't had a chance to go down there to see how, if it's recovering at all, but you know, it's just one of those moments where, you know, we, we sit here and we talk about conservation and about like taking care of the environment from a human aspect. And there's so many factors, environmental, just the, the way nature is basically that, you know, we can't control. And I know it is one of those moments where you're like, to me, it was like, this is why as a group of people like we have to try to do more because you know we can't control hurricanes we can't control the tide dropping out we can't control some of these factors that play into you know some of this destruction that does happen and it's just part of the natural process yeah but yeah that was that was pretty that was like one like i was so excited to share that with you guys and i still don't like talking about yeah it. <laughs> well because yeah because that was one of your i mean that was one of your circled spots on the whole yeah. trip that was going to be fished so we uh yeah so obviously that flat didn't work out for us and and i was basically like just heartbroken like let's just go find camp so we did and uh you know we set up camp still have some daylight left kind of just break up go two separate ways and see if we can catch a fish for dinner and Carter and i went went for a nice walk we found a bunch of black drum and then cole you and reagan went went a different direction yeah so um we we all kind of me, Reagan, and Will were all kind of on a separate flat from Michael and and, uh, and Pete. And I, I, I kind of started getting a little deep. I was about waist deep, and I had my camera strapped to my back. So I had like, you know, 12 inches of space between me and the water and the water level. And about and I, I had turned around, and I had the, the sun in my back, so I was able to catch the redfish as they're catching the sun and glaring and that was really the only way you could spot anything because it was 25 mile an hour winds and it was i was in waist deep water and see just a big red flash like like 10 yards away from me and so i just kind of put it's kind of a blind cast into that general area and there's little tufts of seagrass and just out of that seagrass just just big old jaws came up and destroyed a shrimp fly and I was like, oh, that's a, that's a solid fish. Like, dang. And it, it took off running. And in, in the reel, I had a knot in the backing where, it, you know, how it ties around the arbor and, like, you hit a spot. And it hit that back wall, and it goes, and the rod bent. And I was like, oh, that's it. That's it. But it, it stopped the fish. It stopped the fish, luckily. But I knew, I was like, I can't let him go any further. And so at that point, I'm like, almost camera level and i was like i can't i can't chase him out to deeper water 
I'm gonna have to fight my battle right here. This the camera's is, around. It's around. Right, you. and I, I'm fighting the fish, and the camera's on my back, and I can't swing it around without without dropping the rod. And so I'm like, got to fight my battle over here on on this hill, and was able to get him back into hand. And the whole time I'm yelling at Will and Reagan, and they're like 150 yards away. And I'm like, there's no way they can't hear me. I'm like, because we're trying to film all this, and I'm like, I got a giant. I got a giant. And they're like doing their own thing. Backs turned. And yeah. I, I just remember I, I landed the fish and and I've caught quite a few redfish and know what a 30 plus inch fish yeah. looks like and is easily my best Texas red. It was full on bull red, probably 30 to 31 inches some, somewhere in there. And I just remember I had it in my hands in the water and I had the head cradled and the tail over here and I'm like, well... I'm just gonna have to say goodbye to this fish, and so I take the fly out because I'm, I'm stuck in the mud. I can't get my camera. I just let the fish go, and, and then after I let the fish go, I'm like, I I, I yell over at Will and Reagan. I'm like, Will Reagan, and then they turn around. They turn around immediately. They like whipped around. They're like, what what do we miss? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like seriously of all times. But it was just a really cool. It was probably my favorite moment of the trip. Just kind of have that moment to yourself because it just happened in such crazy fashion it's cool well not long after that experience i got to fish with cole just he and i and got my first experience with him um so he i was making some casts and he had his camera out and he was slowly seeing how bad a fisherman I was. (laughs) and we you know i was trying to hide it trying to look good and trying to look cool and it, it was slowly you know fading fast i guess um so we corner a red that Cole sees that I don't. You know, he he sees it. He's like, throw it over there. So I'm trying to get this thing. We legit had it cornered. Like it was back out of the water, up on the shore, and we had it. We Reagan had it. Was on one side, I was on the other, and had it like cornered up on the beach. It was cool. We had him pushed into shallow water, so he was not eating what I was throwing, and Cole was trying to capture this whole thing, this whole experience on camera. So Cole gets frustrated, and I'm frustrated too. He puts the camera down and throws a fly right on him in a couple of casts and the fish eats and hands me the pole (laughs) to land this fish and then he picks up the camera and films the whole thing. This is the only fish that I've landed the whole trip. It's called teamwork. Movie magic. (laughs) Point being is that Cole seemed to be a one-man army with the camera and with the rod. He was truly impressive. and really, uh, I had a, a blast like right off the bat with him, fishing with him. Well, honestly, it was teamwork because I was like, it, the sun was setting, and I was Dude. like, we need this shot. Like, yeah. this is. That oh was, yeah, it makes that, the, was, that was the sunset. That was the, that was, yeah. the yeah. best sunset of the trip. There's for no sure. way I can't Beautiful. be behind the camera, you know. And honestly, it's what it came down to this whole trip. This whole trip, we're trying to lift each other up because you know i have a bad day one day and you guys have to have good days on my bad days and so the whole trip you're trying to lift each other up and honestly just make this whole thing work because it's not like we're fishing an evening we're we're there for this entire trip and trying to have a great time and that's kind of what what it takes sometimes yeah Yeah, so we uh so we get back together talk about everything that's going on and we get ready we get ready to uh cook dinner that first night and you know the three, uh, we're like, hey, we got some mountain house, and Will's like, oh yeah, we we got fajitas, and we're gonna cook up a redfish. And we're just like, wait, what? Yeah, Will, Will, Will said, I, I don't, I don't eat bad food. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna camp, that's like, it's just, I don't know, that's you can't miss out on food. Like that's the best cooking you can do, the best food, and whatever you're cooking, it tastes ten times better when you're camping because you're already hungry, and you guys are like, oh, you know. So anyway. Yeah, and then we, we it was we had a hard time getting a fire. Cause remember that wind? We had to like oh yeah, we brought this like really cheap, basically just a grate, and we you know propped it up. And but the wind was so stout, we had to like carve out of the little the sand dune, and so we could protect from the wind. And we got a fire going and cooked some redfish and some fajitas. And oh, man, yeah. it was good. Tell me about the redfish. I can't remember. Did we cook the fajitas first or the redfish first? Well, we did two things that night. You want to talk? We did them both. I think we did the fajitas first because we did that redfish on the half shell. Redfish so on the half shell. Made, made redfish tacos, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and then good. in the middle of all that, we had an uninvited guest that scared Reagan 10 feet into <laughs> oh, <yeah>. the air. <laughs> 
I'm blanking. What the the, the little baby nutria that the came nutria, in the camp? Right? Oh my they, god! Try, they try, they try to crawl up your pant leg today. <laughs> yeah, luckily that did not haunt my nightmares after the trip. I'm, this is the first time I'm remembering that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that little dude was brave. Dude, he came he right up us. to us. Dude. Yeah, great, great memory. I'm, I'm, now I'm going to have the nightmare ne- tonight. Tonight. No, so we. Uh, well, then that we we did the redfish ceviche. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, that, dude, that, that was, was phenomenal. For, so for some good. reason, we decided to do all of the good food on on in one, one night. night. Yeah. Well, because that's because we thought we were going to catch just well because so so, many we had we had another someone let one of our dinners go. Yeah. That's day four. We're getting That's there. Day four. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get. Yeah. I mean, literally, I'm thinking, I'm with all these professional guys. These guys fly fish for a living. I Whoa. mean, they wake up fly fishing. They go to sleep fly fishing. We're yeah. going to have so many fish. I was like, hey, guys, look, I'm all about conservation. I just want one fish. Just let me keep one. You know, don't get mad at me if I keep one fish. We're going to eat it, you know? Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, we'll let you keep one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit tougher than I thought. <laughs> but yeah. I will say that night was probably, it was one of the most epic nights. Yeah. I mean, the sun's setting. Like, yeah. if y'all go watch the film, it's just, it's out Beautiful. of control. And yeah. you did such a good job capture, capturing it with the, when Reagan was reeling in that fish. It was, God, it was so, so pretty. That, yeah, that was cool. Like, I, I remember, like, the three of us, like, were, or three of maybe us three were walking back and y'all two behind us. With that sun setting, and it was like it was out of a movie. I yeah. felt like Brad Pitt. You look like <laughs> Brad yeah, Pitt. yeah. <laughs> better, People better. Tell me that, I mean, actually. better hair, better hair, dude, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we get going. Uh, I don't know what day it is anymore. Day and this four. is actually how. That's how the whole trip felt. After the first no, it was, night, it was geez. just a blend of I don't know what time. Yeah, it really was. Um, so we start making our way up from up the land cut, or no, I guess we're out of the land cut. We start making our way towards, I guess, Corpus, grab some burgers. Oh, yeah. Those were so good. Yeah, we really did cram all the good food into 24 hours. You yeah. It's in the movie. Yeah, it's in the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. You guys stayed in the boat. Good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, you, can't do te- you can't do the Texas coast without a good burger. We were only going to eat redfish. <laughs> I had a redfish burger. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're getting the expectations out now after the trip, that's true. because that's important. He was totally fine <laughs> with the cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, it it's fine. <laughs> Dude, that whole trip gave me a new appreciation for uh, ice cream sandwiches. Oh man, yes, that was. I started looking forward to that. Also, just uh, just I'm going to pause right now and say every marina needs to stock Doritos yeah. Dynamitos. Doritos Dynamitos. Yeah. There was please. That's the because that's, that's the, a that's a problem. The unofficial title of this film is "The Hunt for Doritos Dynamitos." <laughs> you know, we almost did a trailer, and that was <laughs> what we were going to call it, and send it to you. <laughs> that would have been the best. I don't know. You guys may not have gotten to experience. No, we couldn't find them after we met up with these guys. Yeah, so we we found them at Port Mansfield before we met up with y'all. That was it. And then Peter and I ate the whole bag within like twenty minutes. So sorry. We, so it wasn't there when y'all arrived. Not sorry. And then we looked at every marina that we fueled up at from mansfield and we did not find another bag until sabine right like it was yeah so if you're how many marina marinas did we stop at more than one yeah more than four four or five (laughs) either way i'm sorry one day you'll get to experience that can't flavorful blast they sound great they are especially the starving fishermen i'm glad y'all saved some (laughs) (laughs) so the i want to go back to the burger (laughs) It was probably one of the best burgers I've had, and it opened my eyes to a new thing: drive-through burgers on a boat. It'd be a thing. I mean, have you ever? Yeah. I mean, I guess you've done that. You you live on a boat, but this was like a new thing for me. You, you know, we're we're cruising through a new spot, and we ordered burgers, and we got them on our boat. Like we docked on our boat, ordered burgers, walked I mean, inside, and picked them up. Y'all ever done that? I mean, I don't know. I've never no, that, done that. That was that was a that first. was awesome. Yeah, was Sir, I mean, service with a smile. It was. I was yeah. smiling. But, so, <laughs> service with smiles on both sides. Yeah, the, the smiles were everywhere. Everybody was smiling. <laughs> I think as we pulled up in a boat, and they're like, "Oh wow, these guys, these guys are doing it." And we've got, you know, stuff everywhere, 
gear yeah. everywhere. We're these guys haven't changed shirts in four days. These like, guys look hungry. yeah. Oh, they yeah, they yeah. look. We look hungry. So they're smiling like probably half laughing at us is why they're smiling. We were smiling because that was really really good. Yeah. Because we didn't bring any food. So the point is, everyone was smiling for different reasons. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cheeseburgers it, make the world go around. That's right. Yeah. Any time of night. Oh, and we learned a new trick. This is actually some. Uh, a little knowledge dump we can dump on the uh, the skiff guys that are listening. If you fill up your boat, oh yeah, you want to sit on the side of your gas, the opposite opposite side, side of your gas uh, gas your, fill, your gas fill. So we had an interesting thing. We're uh, Peter and I are running the exact same boat, and we had very different levels of gas when we pulled up at this marina. And he's like, "Oh, what the heck? You know, what's going on? Coal must." Cole is dragging us down. We're going to stick him on your boat, you know, whatever. But it was, you're, you know, you're legitimately like, what's going on? You know, yeah. how, how are you running your engine? And I was like, so I kind of felt good. I was like, yeah, I'm running real efficient. I'm, you know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, it was because we were sitting on opposite sides of the boat when you're filling up. So you think you're full, you click it. But if you're sitting on the side of your gas cap, you know, you're actually, your Tell tank is, you're, you got an air bubble is, on the other yeah, side. You got yeah, you got an air bubble. So I was like, learn something new on that one. Yeah, so we uh, eat some cheeseburgers, make our way up, fill up one more time, get back into the marsh, um, and went to another place that normally does really well for me, and it just yeah, it was well, it was a comedy of of tackle malfunctions. Oh, you know what day. happened that night too? No, that was that was the night of. Uh, <laughs> Well, we we met Howard. We we met Howard. On that, that was day we too. met Howard. But before we met Howard, that was the uh, the manta ray flat. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the, yeah. Who who found Howard? Was that a, was that a Reagan fun? I don't know. He was sitting there. I think like Howard we, found us. Yeah, basically we pulled up to us. set up camp. He swam up right. <laughs> and oh look at that! There's Howard. <laughs> Howard is our uh, duck decoy that we found along the way, which, but. Which, by the way, if we're, if we're going to talk about finding camps, if you're curious about this process, it's best if there's daylight. Yeah, I was I was true. sweating that one too. I was like, everybody, we were fishing, and we're like, we got let's get some night footage of fishing. I'm like, all right, well, let's at least find camp so that we don't have to trudge through the swamp for 30 feet to get to a good place to set up a tent. Oh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We can do it. We can do it. I'm like, this is a bad idea. This isn't going to end well. How did it go, Cole? Well, Cole, Cole I think... I felt pretty good about that campsite. I mean, oh. those 40 yards of sand was great. So, worked out nicely for me. But anyways, back to your point on the manta rays. Yeah, being up on the polling platform, seeing... I, I was on the polling platform, and I was like... And it's been slow up to this point, and I'm just seeing tails everywhere. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's also important... Let's put some air quotes around those yeah. tails. Yeah. Well, it, let's put some... Are they this? Are they this? Are they this far apart? <laughs> yeah. So I'm seeing tail. I'm like, at this point, I'm getting a little PO'd. I'm like, Pete, just cast at him. Just leaving the fly. Just cast at him, and he's being completely quiet up there. And then he finally turns around, and in his sarcastic way, he goes, "Are they this far apart?" Yeah, he's got his fingers. T- I'm like, well, yeah, they're potted up. They're potted up clearly. And he goes, "Dude, they're manta rays." And I'm like, "They're cattle rays." They're and then. <laughs> and then I, I start seeing the rays like shoot underneath the boat and I'm like yeah I feel pretty dumb that <laughs> it was really exciting though from up top. I know you were you were very excited very well that's all I mean that's also after however many days that was of trying like working Just, hard to catch fish oh yeah you start to imagine it's like when you've been deer hunting you know several days in a row and all the bushes start turning into deers yeah. Same. Same. Whatever that phenomenon is called, I'm sure there's a name for it. Everything you see becomes a redfish. Yeah. It's true. So I don't, there, I don't blame you. there were a lot of rays. I remember one ray uh, right off our port side, like two feet away in the water, uh, but it looked red. I thought it was a redfish, and ah, I, I reached down. <laughs> I reached down to grab the net, and I was gonna jump him. <laughs> <clears throat> like jump in the water and catch him with a net just on on the jump because i you know my my fly rod wasn't working <laughs> so i got all the way to the edge of the boat and then saw oh that would not go well if i jumped this ray with a I'm net glad, glad glad i didn't do I it i heard that they can there be were a lot of rays them. out there i've heard they can be good eating though so maybe we should have <laughs> 
Mm, maybe. The scallop is perfectly round at a restaurant. It's stingray. It's stingray. I heard that too. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Whoa. You want to kind of have some unevenness in your uh, in your scallop. Wow, man, nicely done. I what else? Well, we're on the topic of food. I think anytime we did food not comes cook up, a stingray well. on this trip. Yeah, we didn't cook. We didn't even keep a stingray. We didn't try we, to yeah. get a stingray. Yeah, just we never got one in the slot. Disclaimer: yeah. We never got a slot stingray. <laughs> We saw a lot. That's what we were really going after. And no one got stung by a stingray, so that's a positive. <laughs> Apparently Reagan was trying to ride one though, so <laughs> Do you guys wanna do you guys have two minutes to talk about the race? I think I we should just leave it. You'll make a whole podcast about it if I, I think let we you. should just leave it up in the air and make people watch. Well Y'all didn't know this, but um the race is not over. I like it continue you better like it because you're going to be racing tonight to prove <laughs> who for once and for all is the fastest between you and cole cotter or cole do you have any do you have any um, tennis shoes i can borrow well i noticed there is i, I looked at this when y'all showed up this might have to be a barefoot race um that's fine are you starting to stretch so, in the middle of a podcast i wasn't i wasn't Sit gonna down. tell y'all we've got hours i wasn't gonna tell y'all got before hours. Uh, I was just going to kind of surprise y'all, but I do want y'all to be mentally in this. So this is a fair warning. This now is going gonna, down, and it's happening here's tonight. Here's what I'm going to say. This will be settled once and for all tonight. Do we have a Do we have a ribbon? Hard work beats talent. I'm sure right? we can find something. When talent doesn't work hard. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, so we get done with <laughs> we get done with our nightly shenanigans, <laughs> and we start fishing the next day. And like I'm super like. That day, I was probably the most excited because we were like, my neck of the woods, I've got spots all over this place, like, this is the day. This is like, these spots are good for me. <sighs> but you guys caught a fish. Two. Hooked into two. Did I? I mean, oh, we, no, we hooked, it, we hooked into one. Oh, that fish. <laughs> Will did catch a fish the, that whole day. It was me polling and Will fishing, basically, and I... <laughs> I was being jackknifed into his backswing like constantly, <laughs> just annoying the crap out of him. And for one gleaming moment in the sun, I had the boat on the right side of his backswing, and he laid one right on, on a redfish, took it, fought him. It was like epic catch, landed the fish. And then Cole and Cotter wanted to take some photos of the fish. Naturally. I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, we're filming, so it makes sense. Who knew that Redfish could play dead? That's true. <laughs> and at the time, you guys thought it was conspiracy because we did have a little bit of a competition going on between the two boats. And so you guys thought maybe we were taking the fish and... We're just extreme. We're, we're extreme conservationists. Extreme conservationists. So that fish that they caught, that they were trying to make ceviche out of, still we need, swims. We needed more ceviche. Because we're conservationists. Imagine you just go to the grocery store the best grocery store you can think of and you go behind you go see the butcher and you're like i want the best filet you've got give me the best thing you've got he hands it to you and as soon as he hands it to you some guy walks up and is like hey can i can i look at your steak real quick and then he takes off sprinting and <laughs> runs out of the grocery store with your dinner and you have no wallet so you can't you, t you took your wallet too so you can't buy another one and you you're like, yeah, sure, you can look at my steak, and then it, and then it's gone, and that's the last time you ever see that steak. So, Cole, I mean, you want to okay, take so over? Okay, so somehow this has gotten pinned on me. I was on, I was on camera. You're he the was guy holding that, the fish. that wanted to look at the steak. He is holding the steak. <laughs> You're the guy that claimed that once the steak is caught, it's docile. That is true. I told him, there's no way it gets out of your hands. It's a redfish. They're happy because ha generally redfish are pretty happy. They're not like trout. Like they'll sit there and let you take a photo of them. But uh, you keep them around the water like, long enough, they're gonna get a second burst of energy. In well, we know that now. I mean, you got to think. Reagan and I have already eaten through all of our little slim gems, and I mean, we're running on. We're running on salt water and like grass weed out of the marsh back here. I mean, we did offer you a mountain house in return for your lost fish. It's true. Yeah, but like, like I said, it's all about the good food on the Yeah, yeah we can't we can't we can't digress. It's you know, like a, it's like a McDonald's chicken nugget for a yeah. for a steak. <laughs> 
So, so, anyways, so, what so did we, we eat that night? I don't even remember. We did. Yeah, we just starved. No, wow. we got we put sausage together because we made it to POC. Mm, we did. We did boudin sausage and then a couple mountain houses. Oh man, I could eat it was boudin. solid. But solid. I could feel a little bit of bitterness that night. So we uh, before we got before we got up to camp that night, um, and this <clears throat> we got across um, San Antonio Bay the bigger water and we basically we get up to san antonio and um there's there's two ways we can go about it and one we can go over to the barrier island and we can run behind it or two we can just drive straight across it and the wind's been you know blowing because it's may and that's what it does in may plus it's texas and that's just what it does and so i pull the guys together and i'm kind of like look guys you know this isn't this is gonna this is about to suck um we can either cross this twice and have a decent run in the middle or we can just which was only the fourth or fifth time that we got this talk from peter about <laughs> what to expect <laughs> we're about to get wet <laughs> yeah um but like after i had seen you guys make it through the little lagoon i was like i know that they can handle it and it was basically like just keep the boat moving forward and don't fall behind because you know the conditions were such that like we we're not coming back. Like, yeah, turning around. We ain't is coming no back fun. for you. Yeah. <laughs> if you fall behind, you're getting left behind. Every boat for themselves. But so we we make it across. Um, luckily, there was a few barges we could hide across on the way on 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 the crossing, and we get across. And that's I think when I introduced you guys to uh, one of my favorite parts of the trip, which was we're going swimming. Like. So my knuckles, like my hand is cramped because I'm running a tiller. I decided, you know, let's run, make this harder and I'll run a tiller for the whole thing. So my hand is like cramped and I need to relax and just, we're going swimming. And so we uh, initiated a swim call. And while we're having swim call, the United States Coast Guard shows up and they're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, you know, we're, we, we explained the whole trip and what we're doing. They're like, we saw floundering in the water yeah. and heard <laughs> shouts and... Yeah. And uh, try to convince them to let us jump off their boat, but they they weren't having that one. No, they they, they thought about it though. They they pot. They mean, all looked at each other like, "Who's in charge of this decision?" <laughs> I believe his response was, "I haven't even got to do that yet." Though. <laughs> uh, no, so we we get fueled up, we get set up at camp for that night. And that that honestly was that camp in Port O'Connor was one of my favorite camps because it was we didn't have to trust through water and we had a we had a little party that night we had all the turtle boxes blasting just throwing the football yeah yeah that was a fun that night was a, that was another yep. good sunset it was, yeah it was a good sunset and that was right on that was near past Caballo. Mm-hmm. and so that was cool because we had been talking about the history of kind of some of the stuff that went down there between uh you know pirate the pirate yeah. lafitte dude and then some of the civil war stuff yep. yeah i mean it was it was a cool area i mean it was a cool area sure. for, the, Still for those history history buffs or history nerds yeah. it's, a, it's a cool area the drone shots of that campsite were awesome yeah those right. did turn out pretty cool they were cool it looked like another world really cool for um sure. so the next day we get up and now so so we're kind of the northern extent of where like i'm really comfortable and i really know and it's it's kind of that scene in lord of the rings where like if i take one more step it's the furthest i've ever been from home and so i'm kind of yeah so i'm like all right guys you know like i had basically programmed the trip to where the last two or three days we were going to have long runs um because i didn't know the fishing as well and all the fishing that i knew (sighs) let me down um (laughs) so we start running um and we get into East Matagorda Bay. No, this West Matagorda Bay. And um, it's so, like, so the whole scene that unraveled, like, I'm running the skiff, and I see, like, a seven or eight foot shark on the flat. And I'm like, go, oh, get your camera, get your camera. And I look up, and, and you guys are, like, aren't even paying attention. I'm like, dude, there's a shark. Like, look at this. And, like, all you guys are like, oh, you saw the boat, and you're stopping to help. I'm like, what? No, I'm not stopping to help anybody. <laughs> We've got we've got places to be. Dude, we got places to, to go. There's a shark that's gonna be cool <laughs> for footage. 
But we come across these two gentlemen in like a 24 foot bay boat that had managed to find a sandbar with their boat. And uh, I mean, they they got familiar with that sandbar too. Oh, if if it they if it hadn't if we hadn't shown up, they weren't getting off that thing. Oh no chance! Yeah, they had a long day ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, yep. And so, I mean, potentially still had a long day. I mean, they. Yeah, they may have hit a whole other bar after we rescued them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we 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 spent a, a couple hours getting getting them on, which was crazy to me because like they they're hard of ground. And it's taking all we can do to push them, and at the same time, the two skiffs are keep floating away from us, like sitting like two feet away in the same water. Um, but no, like I th- I thought that was really good of us. Uh, and it's something like you know, out on the back. Yeah, if, well, it's it's one of those like you know, if if you're on the water and you see somebody in distress, like you should. 100 percent because i i would always hope that somebody would help me out if i found myself in the same situation definitely one of the cooler moments of the trip see someone else in trouble and you know pull over and help them it was it was fun and and honestly didn't take that long no just a half hour or something we had a half hour left and right the first bit took a half hour but then the motor oh yeah we couldn't get the motor down oh yeah yeah, that was another half hour we're pulling out and they flag us down again. So we, we freed their boat and we're like starting to pull out and we see them like, hey, yeah, come on back. Like, we got one more thing. Yeah. Here, here's, a, here's a soggy $5 bill. And we're like, hey. You keep that. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so hopefully those guys made it home all right. Um, yeah. yeah new friends, for it sure. Does, it does. I mean, it does happen. But that kind of shot our plans down for East Matagorda because we had plans right. to. We were going to fish a little bit in East Matagorda yeah. and. Which we, we, I mean, we probably would have cut 10 to 15. hundred percent. Dude, we would have cut so many That's fish. where they all were. That's, that's where they, where were. they were. I mean, yeah. clearly. And, you know, but that's kind of the, that's the dichotomy there is help people or catch fish. This trip and wasn't even about catching fish anyways. That's not what it was about yeah. at all. Will. <laughs> now that Will's not here. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so helping those guys out, it cut into our fishing time because we have, you know, we have bunch of miles to cover to yeah. get to where we need to be so it takes out that time that you're hoping to go fish another section of this coast but it ends up being probably one of the more memorable parts of the trip regardless yeah, oh, yeah. for sure yeah. that was you guys left us that day yeah that was our last afternoon helping yeah. those guys right yeah yeah yep. and we had to from there from matagorda we had to beeline it to san louis um my wife and kids and will's wife and kids were like a, a five o'clock arrival yeah. in san louis so we didn't have much time yeah except when we met sad. our friend carter carter yeah to fish yeah a little bit more a little bit more yeah, yeah. so um one of our buddies carter morby met us with ice beer and a couple of fishing spots and he ended up spending the night with us one night um that was another awesome night you know wish you guys could have been there yeah um and that was like for me that was like the first time during that trip that that like really hit me and and if you watch the film you'll you'll see i talk about it but it kind of hit like you know oh this is this doesn't we're not doing this for the rest of our lives you know like whenever you're on a fun trip you don't want it to end and it kind of hit like oh man this is it i think the funniest part of that night is carter and i are going to sleep and we just hear carter and pete go let's go gig a flounder (laughs) And they have no lights, no gig. <laughs> and I think you just hear them laughing down the beach. I think they had one. I think they had one headlamp because no, we had a spotlight. Or maybe was, not, maybe it was a spotlight. We know what we're doing. Yeah, we can have a gig. Because <laughs> we look. I mean, we hear that, and Cole and I are talking about something else. And then, like, it's one of those where you're sitting there and you're looking up at the stars, and about five minutes goes by, and then Cole or I look at each other and we're like. Did they say they're going flounder gigging? <laughs> and then we both sat up and looked like out through the mesh and we just see the spotlight doing, you know, like like at an airport where the spotlight's going in and around. We see that, I mean, 400 yards down the coast. And we're like, well, I hope they come back tonight because they're... What we're talking about is like, do we have a flounder gig? No, yeah. We something? did not. We didn't. But they were, they were going to piece something together. We would figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, and then yeah so we woke up the next morning and we had 
something that we hadn't dealt with that entire trip happened that morning and that was mosquitoes oh yeah and so like i had slept with my arm like you know i'm in a tent full mesh and i had slept with my arm up against the side wall of my tent and that was enough to where I woke up and my arm is just covered in mosquito bite. Like they had gone through the tent and just wrecked. And that was, they'd wrecked my arm. And I think we basically like woke up, knew what the mosquito situation was. I think we were off that beach in about 10, 10 seconds uh, flat. Oh, yeah. Because well, we had been, we had been dealing with wind all the way up to right. that point. I mean, yeah. dealing with wind. But what we hadn't realized was, you know, it's May and we're not dealing with mosquitoes. Right. And so we had just kind of been like, oh, it's just, you know. It was fine. At nighttime, it was great. And then that night, the wind shut off and the mosquitoes showed up. I yeah. mean, by the hundreds. Just everywhere. And I think there's a quick shot in the film, too, that kind of shows, like, they were waiting it for you outside so the so bad. Like, come on. We know you have to come. <laughs> I, I could be totally wrong on this, so I apologize to the scientists out there. But I think that they're drawn to the exhaled... Not so, not oxygen, but the carbon dioxide or whatever that you, whatever it is that the human body turns oxygen into on the exhale. It's carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. They, nice. that's what the mosquitoes are drawn to. And so that's, they were all, I mean, the, all the mosquitoes in that area were on our tents. Yeah. So, um, so we have, we have our last big bay crossing, which is the Houston Ship Channel. And, I had never been through there and I knew it was big open water. And so I had talked to, um, Carter and I had talked to, to, to Reagan and will about it. And I had talked to Brian little about it and had a general idea of like how to get across it. But I was still like, you know, super nervous about going across this big water, never been there. Don't know what I'm getting myself into big ships. Right. Through there. And we just get blessed with, and and so like as we've left camp and we're making our way up the backside of Galveston like it's blowing it starts blowing again and I'm just like this is gonna be another big crossing that's like and I think you guys got the talk again and we start getting up towards the Houston ship channel and the wind dies it's like 10 minutes of dead glasses over and just becomes this like beautiful calm sunny like awesome it was perfect it was like i couldn't have asked for a better way to cross the houston ship channel yeah it was a blessing yeah yeah that was the easiest i mean that was probably the easiest crossing that we had yeah the whole trip and so we get across and uh, i think we ended up having to run like 110 miles that last day and i mean it's pretty much all like land cut yeah we wanted we didn't want the trip to end we'd been we didn't. Even, I don't even know if we realized subconsciously we were slow walking it as much as we were, but yeah. we got to the last day and looked at the map. Yeah, we were, we had planned on fishing a little bit the last day, and I like look at the map and I'm like, guys, we're running all day today. We didn't, we didn't want we didn't want the turtle box guys to leave, so we were trying just, to we're trying to just like capture thing. them so they never could get off the water. Yeah. We didn't realize how I mean we didn't know how cool they were going to be. Yeah, and then we hung out with them and we we're like, man, we might should change up this whole program. <laughs> just <laughs> they're following us. I mean, we could have driven. Yeah, we could have just taken them out into the Atlantic or the Gulf of Mexico. Well, we appreciate that compliment. That this trip was like epically awesome for Will and I. We've done a lot of things together. He and I have been in a lot of places and a lot of tight spots, and you know, been all over the world together. And this was way up there, if if not tops. Um, as far as just a, that's awesome. T- taking on the unknown, you know, and 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 right in our own backyard, you know, kind of thing. It was super super cool for us to do this trip with you guys. Yeah, we loved it. Y'all guys made we, the trip. You really did. My kids have you know seen the <laughs> the movie and they think we have crocodile blood. <laughs> Dude, like they are I, loving it. I told my wife about that and she started asking like, well, how do you think like what like what like, how does this theory work out? And I was like, Lindsay, like <laughs> they're gonna so be, practical. they're gonna be, they're gonna be at the premiere. Like, I'll introduce you to them, and you can have a sit down scientific discussion with Reagan's kids about how we have crocodile blood. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just heard the theory. Like, I don't know any of the background. I don't know any of the science that supports this theory. Like, you're gonna have to ask these kids. There you go. But no, we so we uh, we pushed hard that last day. We made it. Uh, we made it into Sabine Pass. Made it to Louisiana. Nobody died. Um, we 
So we, we cross the border and we make it, you know, we hoot and holler and make it. And then we like run back to the boat ramp where we're supposed to meet oh. my wife at. And we realize like there's a really low bridge that we can't get the skiff under. And so we're like struggling, like trying to come up with a with yeah, well, a one of the things that you can't see on google maps or on onyx is the bridge like how high the bridge is yeah, yeah. so we we finally find a boat ramp well hold up we got boarded <laughs> by the coast guard got, again yeah we got pulled over by the coast guard we pulled over found another boat ramp so i mean f- five minutes from the end yeah yeah end of the trip we're about we're about to pull the skiff out of the water coast guard <laughs> right there right there and they, when we told them, because we looked, we looked really rough. It probably looked like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah we looked probably kind of sketchy, too. And we told them, we're like, yeah, we're coming from Mexico. And we're in Louisiana. And they're like, sure. Uh, uh, yeah. And they were like, no. We're like, no, seriously. Like, this is day seven. <laughs> and this and this was also like one of those times when, you know, when you get pulled over and then you can't find anything. Like, you know, you check, you know where your driver's license is, you know where your proof of insurance is. And then as soon as the cop pulls you over, like somehow it's disappeared from existence <laughs> in your car. And you're like, Every I time. swear it was right here. So he's like asking me for all this stuff that I keep in the boat. I check that it's on the boat. I know it's on the boat and I can't find anything. Classic. Yeah. Potter and I are like stalling. We're and having like, like a 15 minute conversation. <laughs> yeah. and Peter's like, can't find it. Exactly. <laughs> And he's yeah. asking us questions about stuff that we don't know the answer to. Yeah, yeah. And we're just like, so uh, how long have you been in the Coast Guard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how long is this boat? <laughs> yeah, the, I think my favorite part of that, my favorite part of that interaction was when he like looks at me and he's like, so do you have any boater, prior boater training? Like, have you ever like, what, like, what do you have for boater training? And I actually had my MMC with me. So I pull out my MMC and I hand it to him and he takes one look at it. And uh, he takes one look at it, sees the license that I have, and he's like, oh, yeah, you're good. Okay. (laughs) You guys get off the water and and be safe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, uh, Lindsay came, my wife came, she picked us up, and. That's that. That was the trip. We made it. We finished. What a trip. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah. And those are the three keys to success. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, I mean, the, by the end of it, it, it had gotten, like you were saying, time had blended together and it had gotten so surreal that at the end it was kind of like a shock back to yeah. real life. I mean, we'd only been gone for a week, but it felt like we had been Forever. gone for months. Yeah. You're just so isolated. It's yeah. like, you don't want to go back, who, but you want to go get a shower. People? Yeah. <laughs> these people? <laughs> Ray, well, Will left us. So I'm not going to thank him. Reagan, thank you Seriously, thank and your you. company for coming out with us, hanging out with us, and helping us make this happen. Oh, thank you, guys. We were honored to be a part of this and just to even be hanging with y'all. It was a ton of fun. I would do this again in a second, like not even hesitate. It what was are you doing Monday? Blast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't go this Monday. But, but seriously, you know. y'all, if you're in the market for a speaker – Turtle Box is yeah, a family-run company. No, seriously. No, no, oh, no, my God. Saying, oh, okay. Oh my gosh, so gotcha. I did not realize. I had heard the hype. Yeah. But I didn't realize how good the sound was. And I mean, I hadn't ever listened to one. But oh, yeah. having them going at separate sides of the camp. I mean, and we're out. Oh, yeah. And the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour, and the sound is still Spot amazing. On. Yeah, you, you, really, you, you really need two of them. Like, I would give these guys $400 cash just for – them just being who they are. Oh, come just, on. Just for looking the way they do. And then I would buy a turtle box on top. Now we're getting ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, this trip was actually probably my best test case on the product. You know, four days, you sure. know, nothing indoors, and it was hot yeah. and wet. Hot, and, wet, salty. You know, it was it was good to see the product go through the motions and take its steps. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, a ton of fun. Yeah, so you guys, please go... Check out Turtle Box, um, and then also go and check out the film's going to be up it's just by now. I don't know when this is coming out, so it's It'll probably up. up by now on the Going Native YouTube channel. So you guys go check out the full film, um, like it, comment on it, subscribe to the Going Native channel, or don't. Do it. no, just do it. <laughs> so you have to do it. Um, and then if you're listening to this on Apple or 
Spotify, if you guys could leave a five-star review and a really nice comment or just a comment, I would appreciate it. If you're watching it on YouTube, hit like, hit subscribe, all that stuff. We have to go and we have to be put social the on now. Yeah, we got a party. All right, thank you guys. Adios. Bye. Thank you. You'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing, but as I've learned, no matter where I've been. Whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You want to succeed, you want to fish, you want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.